Don't miss The Marvels in theaters on November 10th and see where the Marvel stories all began when you watch Captain Marvel, WandaVision, and Miss Marvel only on Disney+. Plus. Plan starting at $7.99. On November 10th, Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson reunite on the big screen as Captain Marvel and Nick Fury to assemble the MCU's next team, the Marvels. After Captain Marvel gets her powers entangled with teenage superhero Miss Marvel and Captain Monica Rambeau, the three heroes will learn teaming up changes everything. Don't miss Captain Marvel's return November 10th in The Marvels, only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Get your tickets now. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, hey, girl, hey, Alexandra Boylan on the Femra Bird podcast. She's taking it back with us. Um, Guys, she has come on the show right when we started Femra Guard podcast. We loved having her on. She, that first season, season one, if you tune back to it, it's a lot of learning for us. And we found some great mentors (laughs) and people who could really coach us and help us understand the big picture items like distribution and that's where Alexandra really came in and and helped us figure it out so I am so glad that we can have her back on for our ninth season (laughs) and and like tune into her journey more so and what she's passionate about producing and filmmaking and and what she's got going on because she does a lot and we're always following up with her on the gram and it's been really amazing to see the community she supports and as women as well in the industry so hey girl welcome back (laughs) hey girl hi thanks for having me back congratulations on nine seasons amazing thank you so so much What year? I can't even remember what year I was on with you guys. So what have I done since I last talked on the podcast? Right? I know. I'm like, what movie was she working on? I should have looked back in my notes to see at that right. point. Right. Yeah. I know. Me too. Because I've you been have. Busy. I actually yeah, for sure. IMDb just before we had you back on. And it's like you've been yeah listed since I think we must have started the show in 2019 in the spring. So yeah, right. I, you wow. have been hustling. You've been you've been doing it. You've been doing a bunch of films. I've been doing it. Yeah. So yeah, I've been, I, well, I guess 2019, I would have been shooting my teen girl movie switched. Okay. That just came out in September, 2020. Yeah. And then 
I shot a movie called The Inheritance in July of 2020 during COVID in Georgia. And I still can't believe we pulled it off <laughs> safely and wrapped a whole movie in July of last year. Oh, yeah, that's, that's amazing. amazing. That's really inspiring. It was yeah. amazing. I'm just still think about like, wow, we were so crazy to kind of jump out in faith and hope that, you know, I mean, we were obviously if we'd had a COVID shutdown, it would have really screwed us because we're little mm -hmm. tiny movie makers. But we performed 342 COVID-19 tests and not a single positive test on set. Oh, um, wow. And I just feel so grateful that we have a finished film that'll be out this year. A so full it's feature. Been a crazy time. A full feature. Yeah. A full oh, feature starring Mina Suvari and Jaleel White, who played Urkel, and Jeff Broder <laughs> and Cameron Kelly. We had a great cast. It was amazing that's so awesome that's so exciting and did you guys plan to do it in Georgia before like COVID I mean was that COVID related that you went somewhere else or were you already planning to shoot there no actually we uh we had always planned to shoot in Columbus Georgia we had a location the movie all takes place on one location which was just a happy accident yeah <laughs> that it was like the perfect movie to make during a time where we needed everyone to stay in one place mm -hmm. um and we were actually supposed to start shooting in April Okay. So we had wow. all flown out to Georgia in February and scouted the locations, setting everything up, getting everything geared up to get out there in April. And then COVID hit and we were like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> and we were so naive. We just thought, oh, we're still going to make our movie. And then like when the airport shut down, we were like, oh. Maybe we can't make our movie. <laughs> right. It was a weird month. Like, the whole country was confused. Like, yeah. should we buy toilet paper or should we, like, <laughs> pretend like it's okay? Like, we don't, we didn't know. No right. one knew. It was, like, one extreme or the other. It was such a weird time. So I can only imagine what you were experiencing, especially when you already made the commitment and the plans and yeah. had everyone there. So yeah. talk us through what was the next step. Well, like, did you guys then decide, okay, we're going to pause and, and just kind of play it by ear? Yeah. Yeah. So it was crazy because it had taken us many years to even raise all the money. And it was just so devastating because we had finally oh gotten all God. the money in the bank. We had yeah. hired all of our crew in Georgia. We had started the casting process and you know, how casting is you get a date, and then if you change that date, you could lose your actors. So everything like literally got paused, but the whole world got paused. So it wasn't like all the actors were running off making something else. But, <laughs> um, but it definitely was just like, we didn't know when we could go up and running, when we could start shooting. So what we did that was really awesome was every Friday, uh, the my fellow producers and I met every single Friday, following the guidelines, reading the news, seeing what all the doctors were saying, and kind of putting together our own makeshift COVID compliance mm. thing. Because mm -hmm. this was even before the union had come out with it. So we were kind of constantly reading up on the guidelines and creating our own right. sort of, this is what we'll do on our film set. So, right. and, and we were make like, all of us making it up as we go. Like, you know, my fiance who works on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel would laugh. I get off my Friday call and he's like, you guys can't make a movie. Like no one's making movies <laughs> in the union. And I'm like, I know, but if we just keep like making it up, that eventually we'll make a movie just like we always do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then what's so great about it was that we did create this incredible um, compliance, COVID compliance 
stuff. And when the union, when we knew that the SAG would let us go and shoot right. the movie, once mm -hmm. we got approval from SAG, we had already created this beautiful spreadsheet that we could send to the actors and everybody and be like, we are on it. We are going to comply with everything that states are saying, that doctors are saying, that the unions are saying. We're going to go above and beyond. So I'm glad that every Friday we had that meeting because we were planning and getting this ready that we would have a game plan when we got out there to shoot the movie. Yeah, that's so smart. Because I know, like, for me during that time, any auditions that came my way, I'm like, okay, how soon are you filming? How compliant are you going to be? Are you, you know, like, I didn't want to commit to anything because I was afraid. So like, hearing that that was so important to you as an actor, like, I think that's great. It was really important to us as producers to make sure that if we we're going to bring out everybody out there and, and put them to work, that they'd be safe, that we and then one of the biggest things so we kept having a date. And then that date got pushed. Mm -hmm. And then that date got pushed. And then the, and then yeah. finally, we actually had a call with um, a hospital with some doctors in Columbus, Georgia, who were helping us. They were actually providing us with our COVID officer and going to work with us on testing. And it was their advice not to push to the fall because they were like, in the fall, there'll probably be a resurgence. They'll mm -hmm. probably be, you know, the flu. They were like, come now when it's so hot in Georgia. It was like 150 <sighs> degree humidity. Come right now when the virus will die in the heat. And and the movie took place 90% outside. Oh the doctors were like, we're actually more afraid you guys will have heat stroke right. than you'll have COVID. And then so we kind of took that doctors and we said, okay. And, you know, Georgia was open in July, so we could get out there. We could do it if we wanted to. And then it was calling all the investors to say, what do you guys think if we go make this movie? <laughs> in COVID, are are you guys okay with this? And 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 of course, our investors were so wonderful, and they believed it. And they'd be like, "Oh, we trust you." And it was like, "Well, it's not about trust because if someone gets COVID, there really isn't anything we can do about it. You mm -hmm. know, there's no control over that." So we actually worked with the film office in Columbus, Georgia, also putting together a contingency plan that if we had to shut down because an actor got COVID. Um, then they would help us with some finances to, to take a few days off and figure out what to do next. Great. So we also put that in okay. place where the, the, the Columbus, Georgia film office said, okay, if you lose a couple of days, we'll come in and pay those days. So you can come back. It was so like, we, is we that, I've never, I'm sorry, I've never heard of that before, like using a film office. It, it kind of almost sounds like an insurance, uh, safety net for you. So are they... I don't think it ever existed. We we called them and made this up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, that's incredible. So they they, they uh, what was their end of the deal? Then that they felt like, oh yeah, we want to help and and do this, help secure your plans. Like, talk me through that. What is what does that what did that entail? Well. We have been working with the Columbus, Georgia film office a lot on this project. They were really championing this movie. They want more films to come to Columbus. Obviously, Atlanta's blowing up yeah. and they're trying to get their foot in the door of like, come to Columbus, Georgia and we'll give you incentives and we'll wow. help you. And so we were already working with that film office very closely. And then this was a brilliant idea that Meredith Riley Stewart, who was my producing partner on the film, had when we were kind of thinking, what do we do if we get a three to five day shutdown? What do we do? And she was like, let's go to the film office and ask if, you know, they really want us to make this movie there. The, also, just to let you know, the numbers in Columbus at the time were really low. Like the hospitals had like nobody in the hospitals. They were like, we, they weren't having any surge. It was a very, it's a small town. 
Um, so it wasn't like we we're going to a city where it was like surging, yeah. you know, they were like, there's like four people in the hospital, which is like, makes no you feel better. <laughs> You're like, okay, this is a yeah. safer, totally. not low, lower risk. Like this is, yeah. 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 We had to get everyone from the airport out of Atlanta into this small <laughs> town where it was not like, you know, Atlanta probably because there's more people like any city would have more numbers. We just, and so, so we had talked to the film office. They actually took it to their committee, uh, talked about it. And then they came back and said, okay, yes, we will save the day if this happens. Cause we want so much for you to film the movie here. And we want this film to go. And it'd been years that we've been working with them. So that was wow, awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> we didn't use it though. I mean, that's good you didn't have to use it. Yeah. But that's amazing that that's something that is possible. You know, I mean, definitely that tells you if you go anywhere to any, especially like small town and stuff. Yeah. Like get in touch with the people that can make that happen. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we worked with an amazing hospital there. They donated us a COVID officer who were one of the film, one of the medical students who actually came out and they actually, that hospital let him use it to get um, credit towards going into this like program he wanted to go do. And they said, okay, if you're the COVID officer on this movie and you volunteer for them, we'll put you in the program. So he got uh, a little education out of it and we got a COVID officer that we could never have afforded. Yeah, Amazing. And then we we did the CPR testing on set. We were able to rent the machine from this hospital so that every day when people came to set, they were getting tested right there in their car before walking onto set. That's amazing. Wow. Like I'm just <laughs> amazing. Like, my mind's spinning because again, this was a union project that you made happen. Like we had a yeah. nice guy on our last season talk us through how she did it on an independent film set, much smaller. She did took in, you know, safety measures. No one got sick. It was awesome. But this is this is a bigger scale. And you you were able to have all this, like all the all the help that you could get to make sure everyone was safe. It's, it's truly. It was amazing. They really like a lot of the people in Columbus really came around the film, like gave uh, hospitals donating PPE. We had all the masks donated. We had hand sanitizer donated. We, we were just really, uh, we had such, it's so much about small community and people who care. I mean, and the films that I'm making, these people really believe in what we're doing and they want to see it happen. And, and, you know, SAG honestly changed their policy on us three times throughout (sighs) filming because everyone was trying to figure it out. You know, like it was, um, originally they had us, they had wanted us, um, Originally, they wanted us to get the blood test thing where you prick your finger and you take your blood. So we ordered like all these kits. And then when it got to set and we were only a few days from filming, SAG said, no, we don't we don't approve that anymore. We were like, oh, uh, okay, but we just bought all the kits. So we were like, we need we need you to help us because it was through SAG. So we were like, you need to help us return this because that's money we could spend. Then they wanted the CPR rapid testing. So we were able to rent the machine, which was very expensive. We rented the machine. We were doing, um, you know, zone A, which is actors and anybody in the actors were getting tested four times a week, uh, rapid 15 minute testing, which according to this doctors were hundred percent accurate. They had had no, um, they had any time someone had a rapid test and then had a, a CPR three-day test, they all came back the same. Okay. So that the doctors felt very comfortable that they were like, this is very accurate. We have had no 
uh, proof that it isn't. Mm -hmm. And then, but then SAG came to set like a couple, you know, week uh, on week two. And then they said, we don't approve this anymore. We want you to do the three-day turnaround CPR test. <laughs> and we were like, oh my gosh, you guys, like we're just an independent film. Right. <laughs> but at that point, the actors all felt so comfortable with the 15-minute rapid testing knowing right there. So the actors said, we want both. So then on our films that we had to provide both, we had to provide both a 15-minute rapid testing and a 48-hour CPR lab result test. So you, why did you do this? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The headache, the headache. Oh my gosh. I mean, but it's it's go time, right? It, right. It's like, you know, game time. We got to just make it work. And how many weeks in total were you shooting for? We, we shot three weeks, 17 days. And I'm sure now, like if I was to make a movie now, I'm sure the policies would be more in place. But in July, we were one of the first sure. independent films to go. Yeah. Us and Tyler Perry were the only people filming in Georgia. So <laughs> um, yeah, Tyler Perry in, on his compound, because he had a compound, and then like little movie called The Inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think it was just that SAG didn't really know, just like nobody knew. Right. Everybody was learning. Right. The doctors are learning that this was a new virus that, you know, and I learned so much because I hung out with a COVID officer 24, you know, all day on set. And he would explain to me all the stuff they were learning, which was yeah. awesome. It was like getting free education on COVID-19 <laughs> back in July. And he'd just sit there because his job was to sit there all day and be with us. And um, he was wonderful. So yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, my hair is completely gray. If all my other <laughs> movies didn't make my hair gray, it's gray now. That movie was so stressful. And when you're Indian, I, we raise the money ourselves. You just think every day, like, please, Lord, don't let this fall apart. Cause I can't return the people's money. <laughs> right. <laughs> Once you start spending money, it's gone. For sure. I mean, yeah, because you know, you are a small indie film, but at the same time, like you've got name actors, you've got all this yeah. money you've raised. Like you can't just like put it on hold and everybody's okay with that. Like <laughs> you've got to keep yeah. going through with it. How do you yeah. deal with that pressure? I I pray a lot. I pray. I meditate. I um I I I have. We had an amazing team. We have a great group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I definitely think. Um, I think you know. Unfortunately for me, inheritance. I would go back and say it was the least joyful experience of making a movie. Be and that's kind of sad because you know mm -hmm. you don't want to go to work and just put your head down but like right. we're in 150 degree humidity outside with masks on sweating I would just go to work and just go get through it and I called it work it wasn't work it's making a movie it's a dream yeah. but and also the 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 thing that is really sad you know we make a community on our movie set we we make we we love making everyone feel loved and connected and we're building a little family and that was so discombobulated because mm -hmm. of COVID corners and actors being in one area where I barely even knew the actors were usually I'm very close with the actors when we make a movie. So that part of it was kind of like took the joy out of the independent filmmaking because you're kind of like literally in the in when we be inside, we were all like in COVID corners. Yeah. And with masks, it can be very hard to communicate um, because you can't hear people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I read lips and I learned how much I read lips. <laughs> before COVID. So I'd be trying to communicate with the director and I'm like, I can't hear you. And you're trying to whisper because you know, you don't want to say something rude about an actor that you're trying to say, oh, have them sit up straight because their body looks funny. Mm -hmm. You're not going to say that out loud. That would make them self-conscious, but I can't 
talk to the director because the mask. (laughs) So all those little things that, you know, you go, wow, this is an extra added challenge Mm -hmm. on top of all the other challenges. And that's why I go, wow, we, we did it. We pulled it off. And the movie is so beautiful. And you wouldn't even know that we made it in the pandemic. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Talk to us about the film. What's the story about? Oh, yeah. So it's um, a film called The Inheritance. It's the working title. There's a lot of movies that keep coming out with The Inheritance, (laughs) but it's about an estranged family that all returns home to bury their mother, but really to get their inheritance. (laughs) And when they get home, they found out that their deceased mother has left the deed to the estate on the property. And she left them clues and challenges that they have to work together as a family to find it. And ultimately she's trying to bring her family back together. And, and it's such a beautiful family story. It's about what really matters in this world, which I think is going to be a really good thing for this time when we've lost so Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. family is so important and the love of each other and our, the people in our life. And I think also one of the other positives of making a movie during COVID was that all the things that people complain about on a movie set, (laughs) Nobody complained because everyone was so grateful to have a job. Like every yeah. day the crew came up and said, thank you. I haven't worked in five months. I need this for my family. I'm so grateful to be mm-hmm. here. The cast was so grateful. Everybody was so kind and extra patient where you need that. But sometimes we've lost that maybe in you know filmmaking. People complain about the food and you're like, well, you can't make everyone happy, but no one complained about anything. It was really, it, that was a beautiful part of coming together during a pandemic to make something that everyone believed in and, and, and kind. Everyone was so kind and so patient. These poor crew guys were lugging equipment in 150 degree humidity with no. masks on. Oh my and, God. Like, oh. and yet had such joyful spirits because they were so grateful oh, to work. Right. It was very... That was wonderful. Oh my gosh. I mean, first of all, just huge congratulations to pulling this off. Like the more I hear, the more I'm just like, oh my God, I cannot imagine. But like, I just, you know, it's one of those experiences. I think like you said, unfortunately it felt the most or like the least joyful to make, but at the same time, it's like, A, you pulled that off. So like, you've got that cred, you know? Yay. B, you like, you learned how to navigate a situation like that. You know, if something like this ever happens again, or even just like whatever the new normal is going to be like, you're ready for that. And then C, I think it is a reality check for you and for everybody that worked on it. Like you said, you realize what you are grateful for and, you know, just the things that really matter and and why you're doing it to begin with, you know? So I feel like it's one of those experiences that it's like, okay, I wish I could have had a little more fun on this, but like, you're going to be so glad that you did it. Well, you you're, you so love the end result, you know, you guys captured yeah. the, the story and it was hell, but... Mm-hmm. it's 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 a piece of work now yeah. that you can be proud of and and you know yeah well yeah and you know like every time every day because of the stress of covid you're nervous to get through that day instead of enjoying of that day i did find mm-hmm. myself going let's just get through this day get yeah. that scene um which can happen on indies anyway when you're always like strapped for time um but we did one thing on set we were always saying was isn't it so interesting we're making this movie at this time? And mm-hmm. that really always resonated on, on the set. And I think it, it really comes out in the actors where they were like, we're all really learning to appreciate what we have and appreciate our family. And that really that really came off in their performances because it was really something that was happening. Uh, yeah, the core in their of life, everyone's you know? like, you know, 
hearts and, and, and thoughts at the moment was human life, how we have to value that and of every, of everyone. And, and, and it was a place where we were all really sitting on that and, and valuing that in the relationships we have. So a hundred percent, that is really, that's, you know, it's just interesting when timing works out like that. You you can, when the stars, the stars align, align <laughs> and, um, this is this was family based, and I kind of want to transition transition this into your your faith based work. Um, so for yeah. you, what does um, what does that look like to you, especially in this day and age? You know, the what what are the stories you're really trying to tell there, and and what does that look like to you as the film producer and director writer on all these projects? Yeah. So Inheritance is, I guess, would be definitely considered a faith-based family movie because there is talk of God and inheriting the kingdom of heaven and all that stuff. Um, but I think for for me, especially right now, I've been promoting Switched a lot, which is the teen girl movie right. I made that I'm so dang proud of yes. about the two girls who switch bodies in high school. Um, the bully switches with the girl that she bullies and they find love and empathy for each other. Again, very interesting to come out in September, 2020, when we could use a lot of empathy for our neighbors. We need to love the most unlovable people. And the whole movie is really understanding someone else's perspective by walking a day in their shoes and learning to love oh, one yeah. another, you know? And so uh, to me, you know, I grew up as a minister's kid and um I always looked at the faith-based space kind of cringing <laughs> and I didn't, when I started doing it, I was kind of nervous because I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to go into that, but I was like, no, I can do it different. And uh, especially for switch, like my dream with switch was to make mean girls meets freaky Friday for Christian girls. And who doesn't, who doesn't yes. love those two movies? Like it's <laughs> exactly. It's and you know, Exactly. And I grew up wanting to watch Dirty Dancing, but not being allowed to because it was inappropriate. And I felt like there's a lot of girls out there um, who want to watch these kind of movies, but maybe they can't because their parents I couldn't are watch not okay. Notebook. So why don't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like my mom was like, nope. Right. <laughs> like things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I grew up in that, that kind of household. A hundred percent. Right. Right. So I was like, why? Well, that's what I should do. I should make that for kids who don't have that. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. um, the other thing, the other thing that's interesting is a lot of people say to me, well, why do you make faith-based? Why don't you just make family friendly? And one thing I have learned, cause I did pitch switched out to a lot of secular studios mm -hmm. was coming from us being women, strong empowerment women. The script is all about two girls, mm -hmm. one who's going to go to college one who wants a career. There's no chasing any boys in this movie. These girls about their relationship with each other and building strong women relationships. And when I took it out to some secular studios, they were like, okay, we'll give you a lot of money. One studio offered me a ton of money, but we want you to A, remove God because that wouldn't work for their audience. But they wanted me to raunch up the script. Mm -hmm. And they were like, let's make this a little raunchier and have the girls, you know, go to a party and, you know, get drunk and dance on tables. I'm not even kidding. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're not touching my teen girl movie Whoa. with your a 10 foot pole. Like, yeah. I want to empower young women. So if I have to stay in faith based so that my movies can actually just be clean and tell a good story without having girls do inappropriate things. And a lot of the actresses appreciated getting to be a part of a movie where they didn't have to do anything they weren't proud of. Yeah. And they were like, this is just fun. And so that. that also, 
yeah, is like so much of my passion is that I feel like I want to create empowerment, clean movies for young kids that, you know, teach them to love each other. And that, and, you know, a lot of people didn't see the vision and switch. We got passed on by every studio, as I think I told you guys. And then I found an independent financer who believed in it. And the movie is doing so well. I think it'll pave the way for very new, different kind of content in that space. That's very Disney for Christians. Yeah. I love that. That's so like, it's so nice to have that as its own like genre. You know what I mean? That it's that, you know, that you can watch that and be safe. Like, you know, you, you know, you're not going to encounter some things you might not want to see, or like as a parent, your child isn't going to see things you don't want them to see, you know, but they're still going to enjoy it. It's not just corny. God, 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 God. But it's like, you know, it's a normal film. That's just clean. I think some people don't even, some people would say it's not even faith-based because as non-believers, they didn't even feel that. It was just sort of part of the story that that's what that character believes, but it wasn't, our movies, we really try to make it so it never feels like the faith comes off the screen and out to you to make you feel bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. It is about the characters who believe a certain way, so therefore that makes them react in a certain way. Not where you would feel like, I think non-believers can watch our movies and enjoy them because they don't feel like we're telling you, you should think this way. It's just that that's what the character believes. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. Our movies are really more for people who probably already believe and they're looking for something that validates their faith um, in a way that looks like them. Because some of my favorite compliments are Christians who are like, I love your scripts because sometimes these faith-based movies don't even talk the way we talk in real life. We're just people. And then we get like, we're not at a bowling alley going, hey, so what's your relationship like with Jesus? I'll do a strike. I'm like, nobody talks that way. Like, it's just so woven into your life. And that's what we're trying to do with our films. Weave it in in a way that, like my hairdresser in Los Angeles, he is not a believer. He has a bunch of small children and he's been my hairdresser for 20 years. And I was like, show your kids switch. They'll love it. And then he called me. He's like, they've watched it like five times every day. Aww. Like they don't. <laughs> a, Jinx goes, I Aww. know. <laughs> and, and the whole message is literally lead with love. So there's nothing in it that you would be offended by unless you don't believe in le- loving each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's love your neighbor as yourself. And I think we can all universally say that we could use a little bit of that. So a hundred percent. Again, what, like you said, prefaced this, it, what an amazing time for that to come out too. Like, you know, so yeah. I love that. 
I love that. And the timing is always so key because, you know, schools shut down. So kids were inside and cyberbullying was on the rise mm-hmm. big time during COVID. And our movie addresses cyberbullying and the effects that it has on people for a long time that you don't just, you can't just delete something. Once you put it out there, it can get screenshot and the repercussions yeah. and the pain it caused somebody else. And we were like, wow, isn't that so crazy? It took us years to make this movie, but I think it was supposed to come out in a time where kids really needed that message, especially in a time where they were locked in on their devices, oh, yeah. probably dealing with a lot of cyberbullying. So yeah. timing is everything. Yeah, seriously. No, like that's and what, I'm curious too, like I know oh, I just want to, yeah, I, I absolutely like it was definitely 2020 was a time where everyone had worked was like all we did was sit on our phones and like that's how we were communicating. And it is so easy to then start attacking people or, or, you know, yeah, bullying. So I think you're a hundred, you're, you're hundred percent right on what a perfect time to reinstate, like what you say can really affect someone. And, and in a time mm-hmm. that we're all stuck at home and this is our only way to communicate, like be kind, <laughs> be kind if you're gonna say, I always say if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything oh, it's like my favorite yeah. little like, thing to say I, know. I say it to my boyfriend just I, like about anything like <laughs> and I feel that way on social media you know you don't agree with somebody maybe pick up the phone and talk to them wouldn't it be awesome if we all just talk to each other about our perspective instead mm-hmm. of just starting to get into it like yeah like attacking people and 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 we have no idea how it affects the person we can't see um you know when I talk to you if I hurt your feelings I I know I hurt your feelings by your reaction but I think there's just so much disconnect with it's being way on easier devices it's way the, easier just to say whatever so you want to, and not realize the repercussions on the yeah. other side so yeah. absolutely yeah and it could really hurt someone totally yeah. yeah and I wanted to ask too so um as far as like I don't know if you were you already out of post-production with switched by the time COVID hit like did you have that all settled ready to go or were you still like figuring <laughs> out distribution and and all of that during COVID that's a really great question because now I gotta say um okay no <laughs> you know it's uh yeah it's, it's so crazy so I actually we were we were finished with post. I think we were going, we had already made our distribution deals before COVID. And I'll tell you because we had made the deal with vertical and we were going to go theatrical and it was going to be our first, my first theatrical (laughs) distribution of my career. And you know, I'm 41. So I'm still in love with the movie theater yeah and it's still my dream to have a movie in the movie theater I know it's, no I'm everyone's so with it, it like, they cannot yeah. die out like we I think every filmmaker would agree a hundred percent with you that we love the movies we love the experience of a movie theater and I cannot wait to go back into one so to go back to your question about the so we were supposed to have a theatrical distribution mm-hmm. COVID hits we're like uh Oh, like we talked to vertical and our sales agent and they were like, um, I don't think we can go theatrical if there's no theaters (laughs) open. Um, (laughs) and we also don't want to spend any money on going to a theater if no one's going. So actually we got a couple of theaters in the Midwest who were still open during the time 
who asked for the movie because mm-hmm. they had nothing new at the time. Mm-hmm. So we actually ended up getting into a lot of theaters in the Midwest because A, they had no new movies and family for those areas is number one movie they want for yeah. their theaters. Yeah. So, but the funniest thing is because of capacity, we'd sell out with like 25 tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a sellout. What a, what, a way. Bonus, actually. what a way to kick that off. <laughs> Sold out. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, you know, we, I think we beat Remnant. Wait, Remnant? Is that the movie? What's the movie? Um, Not Remnant. Um, What's the one that, uh, oh gosh, I can't even think of the name now. But anyway, it had come out at the same time and we had beat the ticket sales of that movie in a film in, in Wisconsin. Nice. And we were all like, oh my gosh. And it was like 45 tickets or so. Oh, <laughs> like, still counting. It was awesome. So yeah, so we we must have been done before COVID because we made the deal with Vertical before COVID, and then, um, but 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 the great thing about for independent filmmakers that we've learned is home video is on the rise. Mm-hmm. So we've done very very well with switched in in the home home video space because everybody's home watching stuff, looking for something new, and we switch has done very very well. So we're grateful for that. But I was really bummed to like miss the like big theatrical release that's been I think a really hard time for across the board everyone who who wanted who are a not even releasing their film so congrats that you still even like you still did it you pushed through I think it's important that you do honestly like especially again with the messages what better timing so I think it all worked out and and yeah a lot more people can tune into it right now that it not theatrically speaking, right? Yeah, I mean, we got so, and you know what's also interesting is we got so blessed with this film because we had hired a marketing company to to work with us when we released it in September. And we weren't really able to get any press because the only thing the press was uh, doing was um, the co- uh, COVID or the election. We had released it like the worst time. Everybody, all the platforms were like, we're not covering anything. We are only covering the elections yeah. and COVID. So we spent all this money on marketing, but could couldn't break through into some of the stuff. And we were so disappointed. We're like, this movie is so important. Everyone needs to see this movie. It is a really beautiful film. It's an important message for families, especially today. And then we ended up making an exclusive deal with PureFlix just for their streaming platform. And that just came out this month. And they're doing a whole marketing campaign. And now we're getting on KTLA. And now we're getting on all the all the press that we thought we oh, lost. And I was like, so oh. good. So we're not we're getting a second oh. chance. And now everybody does want to promote a movie about anti-bullying. And uh John Schneider's been doing a lot of TV interviews for it. And and I was just like, Oh, thank goodness. Like every time we thought something was a loss, it ended up working out to still be a blessing bless, and okay. Bless, bless. So. That is amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that is so good. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that because I think it is a message that needs to be brought to the forefront and everyone should yeah. Yeah, be reminded. Yeah. I love that. Yay, Alexandra. Yes. <laughs> Yay. And I think when we tell important stories and good stories, just like all filmmakers, you have a good story. People are going to want to talk about that. And, and I think because this is so delightful, it's adorable and it's got a really, really beautiful message. It's cute, mm-hmm. but there is a big underlining message throughout the whole movie of how we 
the importance of how we treat each other. So it's it's been really exciting. And we get messages from girls from, we've we released through Fox, Disney in the Philippines and oh my gosh, the messages from the girls before we even came out in America, I would just, I would just cry. I would just be like, oh, we're doing yay. what we wanted to do. Girls who are like this, this really made me realize the good I have in my life that I wasn't seeing because I was idolizing someone on social media, or this really made me think today I'm going to wake up and I'm going to choose kindness first mm-hmm. and just try to go there. And I'm like, I love that. Oh my gosh. I love That's, it. Yeah. I love it. And we've had messages from parents that because in the movie, the girl is, has stage fright and afraid to do something. And we had one woman who contacted us to tell us that her daughter had gotten a guitar, but was too afraid to get out there and, and, and try and, and, and fail. And so they kept encouraging her, play your guitar, play your guitar. She's like, no, what if I'm not good? And she said that her daughter watched Switched and got up off the couch afterwards and went and got her guitar and came out and played for everybody. And she was like, the movie like changed her life. She's Aww. now confident confident to do things oh my god oh my god I would start crying that always makes it worth it 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 lets you know you're doing the right thing oh my gosh that one message I was like if that's what we did in the world that's enough that girl might be a different person now and she her life might be so different because we gave her permission to try and that and I am so like now I just really want to make teen girl movies where we encourage women to empower them to to speak to young to young women that that's where really on my heart what I want to do with my career I absolutely and we fully support that like we love what you're doing we love watching everything that you're making and yeah we actually we watched the trailer together for switched um was that the other day um and we were both like yeah we'd watch that yeah we like this okay It's delightful. It's absolutely adorable. And yeah. you will, you'll, you'll have all the feels, all the heart feels after watching it. So <laughs> and adorable. Alexandra, it's something I just, I want our audience who maybe didn't tune in to the last episode we had you on. Um, I, I just love this about you. You really stick to your guns in the room. Like you told another story at that time of, you know, being the only woman in the room and and trying to convey like I'm trying to tell a teen girl story like you didn't have that experience so I'm not gonna even let you convince me otherwise that I need to have xyz put in there because at the end of the day that's what we need to do to to change the narrative of what we've seen and what we keep putting forth so I just thank you for being an example and it's just really inspiring and I don't know why I just want to start crying. Like all everything you guys have said is just beautiful. And I think it's really important, you know? So thank you for doing that. I do too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I got a call from a woman who's a, uh, also a faith-based filmmaker. And, and she goes, I've had all these I, dreams of movies like what you're doing. And I think Switch will pave the way to change that landscape because teen girl movies weren't something that were getting picked up. And I was like, boys and girls bully so different. We need to see it from the woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. We see plenty of stuff about boy bullying, but girls do it differently. And, you know, like I was just on an interview where someone was like, well, are the boys going to like this movie? And I was like, I don't care if they don't (laughs) because it's not for them. It's for the girls. They can get up and leave. It doesn't bother me. I'm not, you. and it's always funny because I'm like, you'd never say that to a boy. You wouldn't be like, oh, well, girls like this boy movie. It's what we identified my entire life to as boy stories. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, so I feel very, I, I will stick to my guns and, and, and with the success of it, that's been the most um, rewarding thing is that like, we have this vision 
And we were right. Because yeah. you <laughs> wasn't getting audience. the feedback. That exactly like people are coming to you and telling you, you're like, All yes, them. this is the story I needed here or it's changing my life in this way or my daughter, my daughter's mm-hmm. life. And, and I think that's yeah. just, that's what you care about. And that's what, yeah, we need to keep doing. So yeah, we, we're here to we have to fight the good fight. Amen, yes, sis. Absolutely. Amen, sis. <laughs> That's really important mm-hmm. for anyone who's tuning in and curious about it. Definitely check out her films, guys. She has put in a lot of work. And I know you're, this is this is still just the beginning for you. Like, I know you've been doing it a long time, but you're going to, I just know this, you're, you're going to keep making films in. And I think exactly what you said, mm-hmm. this is the kind of stuff that you should do because... Yeah, it's where my heart's at. I respond to every girl who writes to our Instagram page. And I'm like, you are amazing. You are great. You Mm -hmm. are loved, you know, and, and that's what I wanted this movie to do. And, And so to me, this is more than just making movies. It's like a passion to to do what I didn't have when I was a young girl, to be that example for young women. And, and you know, I mean, really, I want to do Disney for Christians. And, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's a missing piece of the pie. I'm like, you know, Christians want to watch Marvel too. Like, yeah. but why don't we make things that maybe speak to their faith, like a slumber party where they could, you know, show it to their friends and, and, and feel proud of it. I want them to be proud of it. Like, I was so intricate about the wardrobe. Like, I worked with my wardrobe man he was amazing. And we were like, I want this to be the hippest, coolest. Cause in faith base, I feel like they just put them <laughs> yep. in t-shirts and in jeans. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. wardrobe matters. And girls want to dress cute. Have you seen Clueless? I want yes. all the girls to want to go and dress the way these girls yeah, are. You look at the trailer, you make- don't see like dorky looking attire at all. It looks amazing. Right. So yes, that's so smart. That's yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. Making it look fresh and, when- and like something relatable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also to make cool clothes be hip and cool, but also not having to, the girls having to show off anything that, that at right. that age they probably shouldn't be showing off. And even like my wardrobe guy was like, I'm having a tough time. These, you know, girls are dressing very scantily these days at a very young age. And I was like, awesome, let's show them that they don't have to do that and we can make it look cool. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I really love that. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. It was so much oh my fun. God. Yeah. I mean it's you're paving the way and you're you're changing the the way that people are going to look at things like that. You know, like I just I mm. think it's so inspirational. I think it's definitely going to make a big difference in in the world, you know? Yeah. We need more of it. (laughs) We do. We do. And I have a couple more teen girl scripts that I wrote that I'm hoping to make soon. And um, I just, yeah, I just really felt like after switch, I really felt a heart that, and I also think it's a really big miss, definitely missing from the faith space, Mm -hmm. but also we, you know, you know, need more empowering for all women and, and, and for young people. So that's where I'm kind of going after the teen space because no one's doing it. So I'm like, I'll do it. I'll fit in that space. Yeah. Perfect. That's perfect. Well, will you please let our listeners know um, where they can watch Switched and where they can find all of your work and follow your journey and all that good stuff? Yeah, so you can see Switch. You can get it on Amazon or iTunes or anywhere you get video on demand, Spectrum, Verizon. Uh, it is streaming exclusively on PureFlix, which is now Sony. Sony now is the uh, no owns that platform, so it'll be the Sony uh, Sony streaming. And uh, but go to PureFlix, and then also uh, if you want to go to SwitchedMovie.com, there's also resources there, which are uh, we have Lead with Love journals, 
We have um, a Lead with Love challenge. We have books for families that they can watch the movie and then sit down with their kids and take the conversation further, whether your kid is being bullied or whether your kid is a bully uh, to talk about that. We'd really love to mend the hearts of the bullies because then we could stop a chain reaction of that person bullying. So if you go to switchmovie.com, you can get all those resources. A lot of them are for free. And we just want to help um, families connect with their kids and, um, and, and create this conversation of the repercussions of online bullying and, the, uh, and that, you know, we want to be part of saving lives, not taking lives. Yeah. And um, yay. And then also mustardseedent.com is my website for all my films. And you can follow me on Instagram, Alexandra Boylan, and I write everyone back. So my DMs are open. Say hi. I'll say hi back. She will, guys. <laughs> we, we love interacting yeah. with you. So thank you for being part of the Fem thank Fam you. community and coming back on. You're always delightful. You're always welcome back on the show to pimp out any of your future work. So yeah, we love thank having you, you on. Thank you. We'll come back with inheritance. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's so awesome. And um, again, like, I mean, Mina Suvari, she read the script and she was just like, it, it definitely follows two sisters big time. So she loved that. And I just, I love doing, I love, I love, and I, and I think it's so important with it. You know, I also, I think I've told you guys in the past, but I also crew up at least like 60% crew women. Mm -hmm. So it's not just putting women in front of the camera. I make sure that I put women behind the camera, that I champion women, give them jobs that they normally wouldn't get so they can put, build their resume, you know, what comes first. It's, it's crazy that like, there's like very few female directors in the face space. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to start championing female directors in the face space and giving them jobs and look at, look at, um promising young woman mm-hmm. first time writer director right yes and that movie is phenomenal and I'm like if that doesn't show you that you can be a first time you know I should right. I love that movie that's like my <laughs> favorite movie of the year thank you again Alexandra for coming on today thank you thanks for listening to Fem Regard podcast if you like what you hear tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the Fem Fam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.